This is Parliament Watch from the Hindu, a podcast tracking the heartbeat of Indian democracy. Good morning, listeners. Today is Wednesday, the 27th of July, and you're listening to the Parliament Watch podcast by the Hindu. This is your host, Diksha Munjal. Stay tuned as we take you through the goings-on in both houses of the Parliament on the seventh day of the ongoing monsoon session. Tuesday's proceedings were once again washed out by opposition protests demanding discussions over the levy of GST on essential items and price rise. After four MPs were suspended from the Lok Sabha for the rest of the monsoon session on Monday, it was the Rajya Sabha that suspended 19 MPs for a week over unruly conduct on Tuesday. Some of the suspended MPs include TMC's Dola Sen, Sushmita Dev, and Abir Ranjan Biswas, DMK's M.H. Abdullah, R. Giri Rajan, and Kanimuri NVM Somu, and CPIM's V. Sivadasan and A.A. Rahim. As this was the highest ever number of members suspended in the Rajya Sabha in one go, we begin today's episode with the Rajya Sabha proceedings. As the proceedings struggled to continue after successive adjournments on Tuesday amid heavy sloganeering, a rule of the Rajya Sabha became significant and eventually led to the suspension of 19 opposition MPs. Deputy Leader of the Rajya Sabha, Harivansh Narayan Singh, warned that if the disruption persisted, he would invoke Rule 256 and name the members disrupting the proceedings. Mr. Singh then asked the Treasury benches to move a resolution for the suspension of the MPs, after which, V. Murlidharan, Minister of State for Parliamentary Affairs, moved the motion for a resolution to suspend 10 opposition members for their misconduct by showing quote-unquote utter disregard to the House and authority of the Chair. Mr. Singh read out nine more names while putting the motion for a voice vote and 19 opposition members were then suspended from the Upper House for the rest of the week. Rule 256 of the Rajya Sabha lays down the procedure to be followed in order to suspend a member from the House. As per the rule, the chairman, if deems it necessary, may name a member who disregards the authority of the chair or abuses the rules of the council by persistently and willfully obstructing the business. Once named, a resolution can be moved for the suspension of the member or members for a maximum span of the remainder of the session. Before Tuesday's suspensions, 12 Rajya Sabha members were suspended for the entirety of last year's winter session, also under Rule 256. And now, to tell us what the record suspension of 19 Upper House MPs means for the Parliament and the ties between the Centre and the Opposition, we have with us Amit Barua, the Senior Associate Editor at The Hindu. The suspension of 19 Rajya Sabha MPs on Tuesday, which was preceded by the suspension of another four Lok Sabha MPs on Monday, marks a disturbing low in the parliament session that has just commenced. It points to the hardening of attitudes between the ruling party and the opposition. It also means that the scope of discussion in making parliament work 
in which a conversation between the opposition benches and the ruling party is essential seems to have broken down. It also shows that the current environment in parliament is not conducive for discussion because at the end of the day, parliament is about accommodation. It is about ensuring that the ruling parties, uh, the government's uh, legislative agenda continues while the opposition is able to raise questions about what really concerns the people and the constituents that the MPs represent. There have been sharp reactions uh, from opposition uh, parties to the suspension of a large number of MPs, that is 19 from different parties. So it's not just one political party that has been targeted, it's across the board. Critics would suggest uh, that this also means that the government is sending a clear signal to the opposition that it is going to push through its agenda and it's really not concerned about the issues that opposition members might try to raise. This also comes at a time when there's going to be a transition in the upper house and in all likelihood, we will have uh, Jagdeep Dhankar, who is known to be a politically polarizing figure as the vice president who will be the chairman of the Rajya Sabha. So the signal from the Lok Sabha and from the Rajya Sabha is rather clear to the opposition that we will push through our agenda and there's not going to be, unfortunately, much space for you, the opposition MPs, to raise your voice on the issues that you deem to be important. Right. Thanks, Amit, for putting the suspensions into context. Now coming to another rule of the Rajya Sabha that holds significance in the ongoing session. Before the suspensions shook the upper house, opposition members once again on Tuesday submitted notices to the chairman under Rule 267 to hold a discussion on the issues they were raising. But Chairman M. Venkaya Naidu adjourned the house till noon before taking up the notices submitted to him. Notably, Multiple notices under Rule 267 have been submitted by opposition members almost every day in the Rajya Sabha since the monsoon session began on July 18, and all of them have been rejected by the chairman. Under Rule 267 of the Rajya Sabha, a notice can be moved by any member seeking to set aside the items on the list of the day's business to hold a discussion on matters of urgent importance. Opposition members' unrelenting protests to hold discussions on inflation and GST also stem from the dissatisfaction that notices under Rule 267 have rarely been accepted by Chairman M. Venkaya Naidu during his term in the Rajya Sabha, which will end with the current monsoon session. TMC member Derek O'Brien said on Monday that in the last five years, or since 2017, not a single notice for suspension of business under Rule 267 to discuss an issue had been allowed to be taken up. Opposition members in recent years have submitted Rule 267 notices to discuss issues such as the Pegasus snooping scandal, the rise in fuel prices, the Rafale fighter jet deal and so on. That's it from the Rajya Sabha. Now to tell us what went on in the Lok Sabha on Tuesday, I have my colleague Saptaparno Ghosh here with us. Over to you, Saptaparno. Right. Thanks, Diksha. Despite a brief adjournment, the lower house did pass the Family Court Amendment Bill 2022, 
that deals with the establishment of family courts. Family courts are mandated the task of promoting conciliation and secure speedy settlements of marriage and other family-related disputes. The particular amendment is aimed at addressing concerns related to the validity of the three family courts in Himachal Pradesh and two in Nagaland. The Act requires that the central government issue the necessary notification according a family court its judicial power. This has not been done with respect to the family courts in Nagaland and Himachal Pradesh, and thus all actions of these courts have been challenged for not having any jurisdiction, in other words, bearing no legal effect. The amendment would precisely address this concern. Members argued about the retrospective effect of the amendment. In other words, why the amendment is being accorded the power to deal with cases of the past, that is, cases that were put forth before the amendment was introduced. To this, Union Law Minister Kiran Rijiju replied, Even though the bill mostly found support in the House, members did use the discussion to share their concerns on the considerable time taken between the conciliation procedure and the final decision in these courts. Members also suggested that councillors who are appointed on a temporary basis for three months be appointed permanently and given proper training. In a written reply to the Lok Sabha, Minister of State for Home Affairs Nityanand Rai said that owing to the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic, the census 2021 and all related field activities have been postponed till further orders. The intent of the union government for conducting the census was notified in March 2019. Mr. Rai said that the forthcoming census would be the first digital census. It would entail the use of mobile apps for collecting data and a census portal for management and monitoring of various census-related activities. Further, responding to questions on the request for caste-based census, Mr. Rai informed that the state governments of Bihar, Maharashtra and Odisha have requested to collect caste details in the forthcoming census. In census, Castes and tribes as notified under Constitution Scheduled Tribe Order 1950 and Constitution Scheduled Caste Order 1950 are enumerated. Government of India has not enumerated caste-wise population other than SCs and STs since independence. In another written reply, Mr. Rai informed that no Kashmiri Pandit working under the Prime Minister's Development Package had resigned recently in protest against the killing of a Kashmiri Pandit in the valley. Under the Prime Minister's Development Package or the PMDP, about 5,500 Kashmiri migrants have been provided government jobs. The government has also approved construction of 6,000 transit accommodation for Kashmiri migrant employees engaged in different departments of the government of Jammu and Kashmir in the valley. Additionally, he apprised the House about the several measures taken to ensure the safety and avert the attacks on Kashmiri pundits in the valley, such as round-the-clock checking at Nakas, 
patrolling in areas where Kashmiri pundits reside and deployment of security forces at strategic points to thwart any terrorist attack, among others. That's all I have from the Lok Sabha today. That's back to you, Diksha. Right. Thanks, Saptaparnu. Now coming to the fact of the day. 648. That is the number of Indian feature films the government is restoring under the National Film Heritage Mission. The Information and Broadcasting Ministry informed on Tuesday. One of the restored films, Pratidwandi, directed by Satyajit Ray, was recently screened at the Cannes Film Festival. And another one of his films, Shatranj Ke Khiladi, has been selected for screening at the Venice International Film Festival. The centre is also restoring 755 short films. That's it from Parliament Watch today. Do tune in tomorrow for a wrap of Wednesday's proceedings. And if you want to get more such analysis and real-time updates on the monsoon session, head to our website www.thehindu.com or download our app. Subscribe to The Hindu Online to get unlimited access to all updates and exclusive content such as detailed explanations of the upcoming bills and expert analysis and comments from our journalists and contributors. Thanks for listening.